What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Another episode of the Mainstream Podcast, episode 47. You got me, Jeff, your host. I'm here along with Chris. We got no kitty this week. No Hello Kitty. It's just, it's just, it's a boys' night. It's just us. Wait, wait, wait. Don't turn off the dial. It's just us. Hey, come on. Come on back. Come on back. Come on, bro. We're going old school, this OG, original gangster style where it's just me and Chris. It could be worse. It could just be me. It's two dudes tonight. That's what you get. Two dudes, one cup. Wait, no, no, wait, no. I'm, uh, you can handle the rest of this podcast, bro. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Man, no, really. Do you, uh, them rabbit holes from internet from the arts. That's, uh, we, we, we were going to reminisce, but we were, we were, we were going to go there tonight. We ain't ready for this. They ain't ready for that. Well, today we're gonna we're gonna talk to you. We're gonna talk to each other. We're gonna we're gonna see what it do. Um, lot lots of news um out there in the world today. Um, we were just talking about you know the G four reunion special, and you said you watched half of it, and I watched. I actually watched the whole thing. The um, it it was actually pretty cool because like like you were saying, it used to be a different channel before. And then it changed to a different channel. Then it changed to a different channel. And I don't even think that channel even exists at this point. So you start you started out with it on tech TV when it was in them days, them glory hole days. Yeah, this is in the early two thousands, and it was tech TV. It was all all tech channel. They had roundtable discussion shows with like Linux nerds, and they had a tech support show. You could call in to another nerd, and he would help you with like AOL and stuff, and how to turn your computer on and put your RAM in your in your slots. And then they had some other game uh, review shows and the tech stuff like that, but it wasn't completely gaming related uh, as far as G4 being like that heavily focused on gaming and nerd culture stuff. So there was a lot of techie stuff and it had some pretty cool hosts back in the day. I'm blanking out on all their names right now. Union special was focused on, on G4. I don't know if they even touched on uh, tech TV because some of the no, hosts came no. from tech TV and like went to yeah. G4 when it all turned over. Yeah. But it was cool seeing them on, uh, go through the years of, of G4 shows and the, the host that came up on there and like seeing them in 2020 and then changing back to like 2004 or five. Right. It's been a long time. Some of them still look the same, but it's interesting to see where some of those folks came from. And well, they're not still hanging around. I ain't going to say that. I will say though, fond memories uh, of G4 for sure. Cause um, watching like X play and, attack of the show it's like it was like my afternoon like for real like i, I, I could have i think it was like four maybe five in the afternoon when they, these shows used to come on and i remember watching g4 a hell of a lot in the early aughts i do believe so yeah, yeah I, I mean I, i'm actually glad they're bringing it back again they're going to bring it back with a slightly different flavor they already announced that you know they got uh xavier woods as on he's on a channel doing something we don't know what it is yet but he's going to be on a channel doing something then everybody was you know uh kevin Pereira and morgan webb is coming back to do do things adam Se- adam sessler is fucking 50 years old like Damn. that dude is 50 he's like, been around he's been doing things it's crazy i don't know he was 50 though he's but it makes sense with seven i was like oh shit damn like he fitty. He gonna be fitty. He's cool though. But hey, look. I think go ahead. You know, I think he was on uh tech TV stuff and Morgan Webb was somebody that like sat in the corner on the side 
like a little like comic relief person that has had small comments on one of those shows. I think she supported Kevin Pereira on some tech show. I could be remember, mis- misremembering everything, but right. she was on there as a small player and then she became like one of the main hosts on G4. And then he said Kevin Pereira, he was big on there and they had some other Chris guy that was on a show. But yeah, it was neat seeing all those people. What's her name? Uh, Olivia Munn. And people yeah, know her yeah. as, as what, Psylocke or something in X-Men? Well, I or whatever remember she's into. Aaron Rodgers' uh, Bay boo thing slash rug. <laughs> but, I yeah, remember back in the day when she was just like this gaming chick on TV. But, you know, I can't knock her because she, a lot of people didn't even know back then that she she's, you know, half Asian. So she's like, she was like one of the first women half Asian people in gaming that was literally, you know, at a predominantly white situation that actually got you know really heavily popular so kudos on her she and even she can't she, she, can, she came up bro she came, she came up. up she bagged aaron she was riding him on the bars it's all good bro I'm, I, she got an x-men movie and everything like she she had, probably had the most success out of all the people that were on that yeah i didn't even know half of them were still alive so yes you're right she was the most successful person for sure <laughs> not out of all of them. and you know you know the, the host that was on the g4 special uh is it Jessica Chobot? She was on the show, right? Mm. Oh, there was something special, or she was on like a part of a clip. She, she was she on a, a clip. Cameo. Yeah, there was there were several people who were not in the actual um, the set. They were like, like a round table, clip, yeah. right? So yeah, Jessica you remember Chobot. How she got famous? I don't, but I remember her name, but I don't know how she got famous. I remember when can't remember if she got the job at G Four. Or she already had it, but early, early internets back in the day, she got famous for like licking uh, a PlayStation controller. I'm pretty sure it was her. Like, got popular off what? this like sex, sexy photo of, of she lick, she like put it out there. She licked the PlayStation controller, and that was the photo. And I think that's Jessica Chobot. You look that up. You can validate me. It was somebody that got famous and got a job in like the gamer industry, doing a host host gig for Sony or something like that. <laughs> it's out there somewhere. Hey man, you can't you can't you can't say that and and then not have me go look at it, but <laughs> oh wait. Huh? No, I think she maybe no, she licked the looks like she licked a a PSP, maybe? I don't know. Oh yeah, it was a PSP. She did yeah. lick something. That's what it is. Yeah, she yeah. licked the PSP. <laughs> and then she got a job at G4 or something. I don't know. IGN. Something, but hey, she, she, she's a gamer look, chick. Just cool. Bruh, I look. I, I will let her lick my PSP anytime. It's all good, <laughs> it's dead. marketing, bro. It's marketing. You got to do what you marketing, do, bro. But yeah, overall, it was actually an interesting thing to sit, sit through. It was it was a little fun rump, a little bit cringy, but it was cringy on purpose because that channel was you talk about Internet cringe. Now, that's where a lot of it started. Like a lot. And they were of doing it on purpose. They were doing it on purpose. Like that's where it kind of started. So it's all good. Yeah, they did. They did cover how they hey, that, how they did a lot of skits and like just crazy yeah. stuff that yeah. it seems normal now for people on YouTube and everything to be making skits like that, but they were really kind of blazing trails when you look back at it. No one else was doing it like they did. Yeah, they were the first ones trying to, they were the first one in on a channel able to do it. They brought it to the mainstream of cable channels where you can actually watch it. Uh, and this was, again, at the beginning of the internets when you know memes instead of existed, but it wasn't, it wasn't cool until it hit you know, like G4 somewhere. Leroy Jenkins. They were doing a lot of yeah. They, they would recap a lot of stuff like that and push it out there and make it more popular. And 
There's right. even memes and gifts and stuff that come from G4. The people may not know that's where they're from. Yeah, but they yeah. See you're right, right, right. All the hot dogs thrown at Olivia Munn and stuff. That's from G4. <laughs> all these crazy. Yeah, with well, Aaron Rodgers throwing them hot dogs. If you didn't know that. <laughs> but all them sorts of dogs, funny hey, stuff came off them. that show. You got to definitely you got to get some hot dogs, bro. You, you, you talk about employers, right? Another thing I seen on the streets. Uh, I don't know. Did you read the article about Google <laughs> spying on their employees before they fired them? Oh no, I didn't like, read that, but it, it sounds like it's true. <laughs> it, it, oh, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. Ooh, it's dude. Google illegally spied on workers before firing them. The U.S. Labor Board alleges. Like, it's already oh. been. It's been a bad year for Google. It's been a bad year for big tech in general at this point. But this comes out, and now they're they're basically saying that Google violated the U.S. labor law by spying on workers who were organizing employee protest, then firing two oh, of them. Shit. So, I think this goes back to that whole I think that union thing that some of them were trying to get into. So they went out and spied on two of the people who helped put it together, like put together the protests and everything, and then fired them. Like that is that is crazy that you pull it off. I might I might have read something about that years not years ago, but you know months and months ago. I don't know, twenty twenty yeah. has been a long year, but I do remember people trying to unionize at Google, Facebook, the, the big tech companies trying to get like a right. coders union, programmers, engineer, or something. And it just magically happens that anybody who's leading that charge, they get let go, <laughs> they get fired, they get kicked out. But with the erosion of all the labor protections and union protections and laws over the last 30, 40 years, you can do that kind of stuff. You can get rid of people yeah. than they yeah. could before. So there's no chance for them to stick around and, and vote on that stuff. They got union busters and people infiltrating it and trying to shut it down and dissuade people from joining and threatening employees. No surprise, but it's, Messed up coming from what used to be a company that had a low slogan that was do no evil. They took that off their charter. Years and now it's do all evil. <laughs> as much evil as possible. As much evil as possible. You got to get that money, bro. But they're not the only ones doing it. Like in 2020, I think has um, uncovered a ton of problems, like especially with big companies like it's not just the big tech companies you get like wwe did the same thing they they took over people accounts and things like that they fired somebody because they wouldn't hand over their third party like their twitch accounts and things like that because it was revenue they they were threatening to get rid of people because they were trying to unionize so the big tech companies are doing the same thing so it's just 2020 still a shit year and we still hadn't got to the end of it yet it's been a long one, but it's definitely been a shit one. <laughs> yeah, it keeps on going. But I, I think they're in trouble with that. They just got caught. Other people do it, and they don't. They don't, they don't let the evidence out. You just can't get caught when you fire right. all your employees. Yeah, I, th I think part of the problem is is uh, they're already under such a big microscope right now with all of the the hearings and stuff that's going on about you know their monopoly on everything. Because like right now, it, it feels like, and I kid you not, it's like six or seven companies eight companies maybe they pretty much owns fucking everything like the fact that they have a lock on the sector so hard like is crazy to me so we're in a, we're in those those days where we may have like three and four com companies left amazon and disney and coca-cola gonna own everything it's almost over man 
They're trying to get to that one one company at the top of that pyramid. Yeah. Owns the whole thing. Yeah, man. But yeah, there, there's definitely a bigger microscope on everything. So there's more light being shown on these companies. So any little misstep they do is going to get found. It's going to get some press on it. The only negative thing is, will this have any lasting effect? And I almost, I'm almost as what do you mean? pessimistic about it as they'll get some bad press for a minute, but it's not going to hurt them. These people are too big. We've talked about this before where the companies are too big. They're too powerful. They got too much money. Oh, you can give them a hundred million dollar fine, but they make that in like 30 minutes. Yeah. So consequences be damned, like what they do and everybody in Congress is bought off. So nothing's going to really change. And if they get slapped on the wrist with something, it feels like at this point, like we said, they're just too big to mess with, too big to break up, too big to do anything to. So they're going to keep on keeping on. It's past the point of reining these fools in. I think also that the the final point would be on that is, like you said, they're too big, but they're they also have. Not only are they big, they have a stranglehold on the customer because we can't help but to give them money at this point. And I think that's kind of like the strategy. Most big companies, they try to find all the revenue they can. That's just how it works. You're, you're trying to find as much revenue as you can. It makes sense. We both work for companies that are big companies for the most part. Um, but at this point, like people like Amazon, you can't help but give them money because they have their finger in literally everything. So it's the only way to stop a company is not paying them money, not buying their products, but it's kind of hard to do when they're, they, all the products is pretty much 99% of the, your life, basically. Yeah. If you don't use them, then you're, you're disconnected from everything. You have to it's use them, like their products. products. Exactly. So. Well, hopefully they get that figured out, but they be out there spying, bro. Hey, look, you know, you can't, you can't be saying these things and get somebody sliding your DM like that. That's fucked up. I'm, I'm, I'm just out here saying, but Matt, Matt's going to be happy on this, this next one. G force 3060 TI release actually to, today. I think today is the second. I believe 2nd. it comes out today. Uh, I'm sure they're already gone. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even try. I didn't even lie. I really want it. Uh, but I, I may try to go to a store and see if I can find it. I, I think the hype around this one will probably be less than the 30, 70, 80, and 90s because people normally buy the higher end cars first and buy, you know, until they can't buy them anymore. And then people like me who wait normally get the, 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 the lower end, the 60 series, the 50 series, something along those lines. So I don't think it's going to be. Is bad. Are you gonna get one? You gonna even try? Because you I mean you rock is still like oh. rocking a nine fifty in this giant. I mean that's kind of oh man. I got a nine eighty Ti, which still gives me some high settings now and then. If I decide some to turn some high PC settings game. now and then, it works pretty it good. It's not it's not doing uh, RTX uh, on off and no uh, what do you call it ray tracing four K. Yeah. I don't have one of those machines, yeah. but I'm okay with it. But these these at four hundred dollars, it's a beast of a card. Yeah, for what it does, because they said even like a 2090, 2060 Ti Super Duty, whatever, it, it beats the hell out of that, like 40% better than that 20 series. So exactly. For, for, for that price point, it's, it's a beast. It's really good if you can't get the 3060 or the 3090, all that stuff that sold out previously. But it'd be a nice card to have. Uh, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not a PC gamer enough now to even bother upgrading the system. If I did it, my CPU, my RAM, like all that, I'd probably have to kind of get brought up to current speed too, so... I'm not even going to open that can of worms. 
Yeah, I'm gonna like I said, I'm gonna try to find one because I that's the one piece that I haven't upgraded. Uh earlier this year I upgraded, you know, went to a AMD GP a CPU, but I was I was thinking I was still rocking like a i5 Sandy Bridge, I think. I believe. Um trust you. Like a 4970, I think, is what I was rocking, actually. Like old. Is your mini is your um, mini PC your box big enough for this card? So so that was the reason that was the the reason why I was waiting for the 3060 is the the size of the 3060 is comparable to like a 2080 or 20 2080 <laughs> or 2070 and those cards can fit fit in a mini uh the, like the 3090 dude and unless you had a full size computer you were out of luck on that shit. The 3090 was a, that's a big boy with three C's. That's a big yes. boy. Maybe four C's. It's huge. Four C's. I mean, I, when I saw it, it, shit, it's almost the size of the PS5 at this point, like being <laughs> honest. Just for one graphic. So card. I was like, what the hell? Exactly. For one car, like I had to lay it on the side. It'd be the longer than my entire case. But I think the 3060 dimension wise will fit. It might be snug. Uh, I mean, in my case, you can you can fit a full size, you know, 2070 card. Because I have a 10. Now uh, I'm dated a little bit, too. I'm not nine nine fifty dated or 980. Sorry, dated. <laughs> I, I have a, a at 10, least in the thousands. Yeah, I have a 1060 super 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 clock edition so that's pretty much a full size card and it should be comparable to that so it should fit but we're gonna see because like like it like everything is probably already gone scalpers are hitting everything super hard like this has been like the worst year when you're talking about trying to get something new because I, I don't think i've ever seen the way how hard it is to get a product i've never seen this before because like yeah new consoles always get limited but, I, but i've never seen this quite like this well before. this demand of stuff being gone in a couple seconds everything crashing right countries internet's crashing and just the bots on overdrive this year taking up thousands of thousands of thousands of units where the companies are trying to um invent new like captures and new ways to log people in and give them a cue and like change it up because everything just disappears instantly so it's it's pretty stupid stupid this year and uh, yeah i saw the the demand with trying to get xbox trying to get a ps5 like the hunt was crazy and i didn't even attempt to get one of these graphics cards in the last two months those were just selling out instantly and it's just it's real dumb you see the, the 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 scalper groups yeah kind of bragging on how yeah. many they had just put, putting all that out there that you're proud. Like this one scalper group had 3,500 PS5s, I think, in Europe. Lord. And they had, they had more than some retailers had in their entire chain. So they had a ton. They were reselling them. They were loud and proud, putting them out there for 900 bucks or whatever they were selling them for. And then you had uh, a group or maybe even one scalper that had 1,000 orders for an Xbox Series X. And he bragged yeah. about it. And the, the retailer found out about it and canceled all his orders. <laughs> well, <laughs> so at least before 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 you say, because I think I read this story too, but I don't think it was Xbox. I think it was a PS5 maybe. But may, maybe we talk about two different stories, but I remember. There's multiple scalper stories going around. That's now. true. Yeah, there was a company, I think, called Very, Very Gaming, that noticed that they had uh, people putting thousands of PS5s in their cart on Sunday. 
and then they canceled all the orders because not because they knew they were scalping, but because there was a glitch in the system that allowed them to try to order them. So they canceled everybody's order that tried to order them. So they were kind of like, yeah. man, we just canceled everybody. It's, it just happened, whatever. But yeah, it's kind of it's bogus though, because scalpers is there. That's been the bane of everybody existence lately is the fact that it, it's not just people buying them; it's people buying hundreds, if not thousands of units like that is the most insane part yeah it's different from buying an extra one having one to flip or sell to sell to a friend or something but they're literally buying thousands and thousands of thousands of units that's why normal people can't even get one yeah. for christmas yeah it's, it's pretty messed up but it's going to be like that even if they didn't buy them scalped out and they sold out it would be hard to find regardless because they're just selling literally every unit that they make um, I, I, I noticed they came out and said that, you know, PlayStation would have sold out regardless of the situation, which I believe because we, we've seen this before. PlayStation normally sells out like when they come out with a system. I don't think there have, has been a unit, a unit, not a unit, a, a game system that they have released um, that didn't get hit with surge of buy it, you know, at the beginning. Now, Xbox has been very different because even if you look at the number, because there, there are some people who say they kind of have the numbers of what the sales are. Xbox sales are very, very low. Like for the most part, like you talking not. I would say very, very low. They're lower than Sony, but they're selling out everything. They're still doing very, very well, and it's bigger than the other Xbox launches. It's the biggest launch they've ever had. But the game has been raised. I mean, so it's much not comparing it so to much though, because the last one wasn't that great either. They had a really good launch. They're not selling no numbers. They're putting out some good numbers. But when when nah, Sony is doing bro. as well as they are, they're yes. I think they have sold ten million PS5s and Xbox. Maybe they sold four million, five million. Who knows? Hold, hold on, hold on. No, probably no. less this than is PS5. How I'm gonna had. say. I'm gonna say this is why because this is actually a truth. The number one selling console right now is the PS5. We can agree on that. Right yeah. now, literally, the number says that the Nintendo Switch is the second most selling uh, console right now. Xbox. The Switch is, is beating everything for place. the last. That's that's fine. <laughs> the, the the Switch has been selling the best for like last two years. Like they've been on top of the charts exactly. forever, so but there has it's hard been, for the PS5 been, to beat okay. that. So if the PS5 wasn't so powerful, it would be right behind the Switch too. It's just extra, extra exactly, popular. But I'm just saying, that We're, but you know what? We don't have any real numbers, though, so <laughs> where are you getting these numbers? They didn't announce these numbers. These these are numbers that are out there in the streets, bro. <laughs> I belong to the streets. I'm telling you, I think it. But the street report. Long story short. It's been it's, it, it is what it is. We can't get one, so it don't really matter. I mean, you got two of them. We saw you. you I got them. I got two. Um, <laughs> you still got two. You out here flipping them. Um, I can't even. I didn't even try to get one because I didn't really care. So I mean, I, I, I care to more about you. trying to get a ti. I'm good. I, <laughs> we we we're good here. Hey, anybody want to want to buy an Xbox and really want one? Send the email to the show. Chris might want to yeah. give it away. We don't know. Just nah, oh, we, no. oh, we ain't doing giveaways <laughs> like that. <laughs> send, send an email to the show. He might want to sell you one. I got a property in Miami if you want to buy that too. It's all good, bro. But uh, I think speaking of Xbox though, but it's not, uh, I'm going to harp on some other piece of it, but um, I think that's what hurts it is not having games i'm just gonna say that straight on top definitely 
But have you seen the new, the latest update to the uh, UX lately? Because I, I read an article about them finally doing their first update. Has anything even changed? Oh, did it even change anything? No, all they did was add some dynamic backgrounds that move. The UI hasn't changed. Wow. So it's still the same boxes, same wow. stuff. Like no, no, they're not reinventing anything. I think they're they're happy with what the place they're at right now. So they're probably just going to add some flair to the background. I saw some of the animations. It's just it's just basic stuff, like dynamic stuff moving around. So no big deal. Well, it, I, it's better than it's better than 360. The 360 took what four years before they even let you do backgrounds. Can I remember? No, no, no. It, it <laughs> they had skins on 360. No, 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 no. no. Yes, they did. The 360 when it launched, that Blade desktop did not have that Blade only. It lasted for like a year. They they reinvented it faster Look, than you remember. I'm, I'm I'm guarantee you it was more than it was more than a year. It was more than a year. Then before they started, it's like oh you can do you can do your own backgrounds now. You can upload a JPEG and put it on here, dude. This was more than a year. There is no uh, there is no doubt in my mind that it took two years before the Blade stuff got updated. Oh, uh, uh, let's let's see. In minimum uh, two years. Okay, I'm gonna bet you my bottom dollar. I think I got fifty cents in my wallet right now. Fifty. Well, if you stop buying <laughs> Xboxes, you have bottom dollars, man. Oh, but I can man, guarantee you, the the blade, the blade UX was on the Xbox 360 for more than a year for sure before oh, they did okay. updates. Never mind. Let's keep on going. Exactly. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. The, look, so, it took, it took hey. so long for them to allow you to do backgrounds on the blade that people forgot that you could even do them. It was, it, I was like, no, you could do backgrounds from day this? one. You, you could do a, a, a skin on the background. Of the blade. Not your own. <laughs> Theirs. No, like not, not, not a picture of your face or nothing, but you could, you, could, you could do certain things. They started letting you put your own avatar when they came out with that, that Uno camera. But you're right. Okay, let me yeah, see the point. For the for the entire dashboard switch, not just just putting the theme on it. Two thousand five was the, the original dash, and then two thousand eight was when they went to the Ex- box exactly. system, scrolling up and down. So uh, according to some, according to some people, out. according to some calculators, that that's three years. Exactly. So and it was funny because you should you should remember that i am not I, i'm not even a 360 person i had and i think i got mine probably at the end probably maybe close to the end of the cycle but i knew what the blade system looked like and it was all god awful it there is probably still me it's retro that, bro it's retro that ain't retro that's <laughs> astro because it was horrible <laughs> it's retro now it's nostalgic now it's ugly yeah, enough. You can look back at it and have good memories on it now. Finally, it's we're that far away from it. You're you're right, but I'm just happy that they found they came out with a, a, a update and it didn't take three years for a new update to come out. So so I'm, I'm cool with the dynamic, you know, dynamic backgrounds, whatever. I don't have one either way. Cause I I remember there was a lot of people trying to mimic that on different programs like XBMC and all those other ones. You know, mimic the way the Xbox UI used to be. So I wonder how many other programs are trying to, you know, basically take the U, the UI UX and superimpose it and their stuff. So I'm just happy they they did it. It took them a couple of days to figure it out because it's only been out what now what two weeks now, um, pretty much like three weeks. And they already much. got their first almost update. Almost a month. Yeah, they got yeah almost a month. Yeah, they, they they do have their first update in a month and not three years later like the Blade. Well. PS5 has a bunch of updates just because they're bricking on their consoles. They've had like two <laughs> updates already <laughs> in a couple of weeks. 
<laughs> Look, hey, I'm still scared, scared to turn to mine on, bro. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know what? And I don't blame you because I, the place we we've seen this before. The the only time the Xbox has had more failure rate was during the 360 days. The Red Ring of the Death was fucked. Like that was horrible for most people. But after that, it kind of, I don't think, I don't remember many problems with the Xbox uh, Ones. I don't remember much issues when they started making the other th- thousand versions of the same system. But Sony, on the other hand, has always had a, a problem. Like, they've always had some kind of issue. And that's why I was like, version one, no thank you. I'm going to miss me with that, bro. <laughs> version two or three, we can get there. But not version one. Yeah, their most recent hardware update before this one would have been that ps4 pro which a lot of people had issues with yeah with uh sound with some kind of coils inside coming apart with the disk drive having issues with the fans taking off so that one wasn't put together too well but for some reason uh microsoft decided our shit is not going to break ever again after that red ring of death because it cost yeah. like five billion dollars so they, they are not going back to that they're not going to allow that to happen so yeah, their hardware has been pretty pretty rock solid since then. Since that elite like black version of the uh, 360, mm-hmm. their 500 gig hard drive and everything in it. Since then, man, they've been pretty damn good. Oh, uh, you remember how, what what the size of hard drive was? But you can't remember the blade system was there for three years. Admit, okay, hey, selectively remember certain things, bro. There was a seven or eight eight year time frame on that 360. A lot of stuff to remember. <laughs> but I had yeah, five uh, of those. I had five coffins sent to me from Microsoft. What? Wait, wait, wait! You had five different units. Five died on me, so I probably wow. had six. Yeah, five died. Uh, Red Ring of Death. I think I had on four of them. One guy struck by lightning, so <laughs> it killed like the Ethernet Playing cord. Games outside? No, it came through the Ethernet cord. Like my house got struck by lightning. Remember the siding on my house got like blown off. I got a big hole inside my house at some point. Yeah. <laughs> and then my three sixty died. Some of your so stories had, sound like some fabrication, so I don't believe them all. <laughs> but I guess that must happen. Some shit happened at that house. But oh, I, wow. I went through five or six 360s of stuff freezing up. Uh, I remember my first 360, certain launch games, it would not play. Like the first Perfect Dark on 360, a certain point in the first level, the whole system would, would like crash. It was trying it to save you from that, that horrible game because the game was trash. That's why I was trying. Oh. I was like, no, don't play me, bro. It, it saved me a lot of time, but there was <laughs> sure a lot is. of games, a lot of games I had to be careful of because just playing them wrong way or getting to a certain level, it would crash the entire system. And then other people had no issues. So I had, I had a rough go of Intel where everything got, got, you know, fixed up, but it was not fun. But now we're, hopefully we're not starting that again with the PS5 of people getting brick consoles and things breaking two or three weeks down the line that it should be working. Okay. Yeah, I, I think mostly Microsoft is kind of in between. Well, it's actually like a spectrum, right? Microsoft is like, we, we don't want anything to break again. And they do have a, every console has a tolerance level, 5%, 10%, whatever the number is, they come up with a consoles to broken console ratio. Everybody has it. They, their, their tolerance is really low. For the most part and they're like okay we don't want it to break again so we're trying to make sure we build a machine that's worth it nope not a lot of problems take our time build build this better i mean that's the one thing that microsoft can do that sony can't i mean r d for them is just going to be through the roof because they are a software hardware company already that's what they do so they can learn how to build these things and do stuff 
Um, and then you got Nintendo, which is on the opposite end of the spectrum. And it's like, this is not the problem that you're looking for. When you got joystick problems, like, <laughs> I'm joysticks broke. This is not the problem you're looking for. And we're like, okay, Nintendo, give me a new Mario. So everybody's happy. Everybody's you're happy. This man is, you're the same man trying to get me to buy a pro controller to get a free copy of Mario. I don't even, I don't even own a Switch. Oh, you sent me a link to a deal. <laughs> look, look, look. This homie here is the deal. Not me. You are the deal king. <laughs> you're always sending me stuff. So I was like, oh, let me look at this. Oh, cool. And they got, okay, I, for everybody listening, they got a game. You get a game and a controller for 70 bucks, basically. The controller already is going to be right at 70 bucks anyway. You're getting the game on top of that. So that's like a hundred and twenty dollar value yeah. somewhere in the area. You get the game. I was like, hey man, they got the I controller, like it's on sale. You get it. No, man, I ain't got no switch. Wait, what the hell, bro? Calm down. No, that, I appreciate someone having my back. It feels good to have have a homie have my back. But I'm like Birdman up in there looking at that menu. Like when I see a deal, I'm like, I'm about to get that. Put <laughs> my hands together for this deal. I'm, but I would jump on it if I was crazy and didn't, ha- yeah. didn't even have a switch. But it's a very good, very good deal. Uh, uh, yeah, Black, I mean, I Black Friday, came. Black Black Friday, and Tyra Monday has some deals. I didn't buy my. I bought some Chromo gifts, uh, for the most part, but that's about it. I mean, I didn't really go crazy like this year. Like I, I, I also sit here and wonder, like, where the fuck is these people getting money from? Because a lot of us <laughs> either. You know, it's been a tough year for a lot of people. Some people don't have jobs still. Some people, you know, got sick relatives and things like that. Like, where is that? Because, like, I, if I'm not mistaken, they said this was the most profitable Black Friday on CyberWise ever. How well, is that possible? Well, everybody's just moving their money online. Some people in certain states and stuff still have more lockdown rules than we have over here. It's pretty much free wheel and no rules, no restrictions, anything over here. Oh, besides, Texas. You know, throw a mask on and, you know, good luck. Other places yep. in California and stuff, they actually have lockdowns on certain stores and restrictions. So I think a lot of people just went to online shopping to move those dollars. But you're right. There's millions and millions of people unemployed now that weren't a year ago. A lot of people right. lost their shit due to this COVID. Everybody ran out of that $1,200 check that they got that did get it and the economy is still trying to creep on back and people are spending money and you know target uh amazon uh my store grocery stores and stuff they're having record years yet a record number of people are out of money and out of jobs and with no stimulus and no unemployment it's like it's crazy so i guess the people that do have money and do have jobs are just spending more of it somehow but people out there spending money they spending that money. I think I think it's probably a combination of a couple of things, right? So the year has been so shitty that you want to probably compensate for that. So you're going all out at the end of the year uh, where Christmas has always been, you know, of course, you're buying as much stuff you can for your significant other, your, your family members, your daughter, your cat, your dog, whatever. Um, and I think that maybe part of it is like a, people who People who did ha- does still have a job, like you said, probably spending a little bit more. People who are not working, who did you know save up money through the, through the year or got you know whatever, they probably spent a little bit you know more now because it's like okay, it's been such a terrible year. I need I don't want to end my year in a terrible way. So, it, but it, it is just surprising to me that shopping is is up so hard like it's just up and i don't know if they compared it because i think this also may be the misleading piece of it is 
they said uh, online shopping was up, but I don't know if they took last year's online shopping plus in-store shopping and said this was a number from last year versus what it was this year. I think they just took online versus online from last year and not the complete total. Yeah. It's, it's interesting when you break it down by the actual categories, because even before Black Friday, I think it was two or three weeks ago, I saw a chart that had it labeled by you know, clothing, electronics, gaming, cars, all the different spending categories. And it was completely flipped on its head. Like clothing, in stores and on- online, everything was a down like 80%. Other things were up like 150%. The, the, the percentages and the bars were crazy of where the spending shift has moved to because right. like, people aren't going in the stores most of this year and trying on clothes and doing stuff. Right. People don't like to shop for clothes as much online because you can't try them on. And I love it because I don't want to see my fat ass try to put in on clothes. <laughs> but you know, most people want to try it. Women want to try clothes on, see how they fit. They don't want to mail them back, this and that. So some stuff dropped to the floor and just is gone. And other stuff has totally ticked up that they couldn't have predicted in March to know what was going to sell like crazy this year. And I, I talked about it with um, Sylvia just for the Christmas stuff and the Halloween stuff. Have you noticed even before say the mid month going into October, even right now for Christmas, all the Christmas stuff, as far as decorations and setups, things like that are pretty much gone and already on clearance or already almost out of stock. I That's how it feels that. like it feels like down here uh, it happened in October where October 1st places were starting to clear out their uh, Halloween already put it on sale. And by the, even before the say 10, 12 days before Halloween, they didn't have anything left over. It was gone. Last year, I did a lot of clearance shopping for both holidays to get stuff 50% off, 75% off, mm-hmm. and waiting for the 90% off. There's right. nothing left now to even go you know, 10% off after the holidays. This stuff's gone. We went out today, and some stores, their wreaths, decorations, ornaments, this stuff's gone, dude. It was, had like a, it was like on a Black Friday sale, and now it's just out. You know, I think that's, I can uh, they're not. And I think that's because everybody's at home. I mean, the difference... So just think about it like this. When you got a four person family, normally that four person family probably goes and visits their, their parents or the other person's parent. And then somebody comes. So you got it spread out a little bit, but now you got most people staying in the household. So you got, instead of one place having most of the decorations and then you go into that place and celebrating that holiday and then going home, you have to do it at home. Now, because not everybody every year decorates like for myself. I hate whimsy. I know this. I'm probably an outlier when I say this, but I'm not putting up a tree at my place <laughs> and then going to my parents' house to watch their tree. Not going to do it. Most people are, pro- there's probably a few people that are like me. They're, they're not decorating home because they're going to go to their significant other's house or their mother's house or their father's house or whatever and have Christmas or whatever there. But now you got more people stuck in their actual home, like where a single person would probably leave and go to their family's home. They're going to be buying their Christmas stuff. And you got more people buying Christmas stuff this year. That's definitely a part of it. And when dealing with retail, you know how we are with all that stuff is imported from China nine, 10 months ahead of time. Yep. What we heard is when everything started getting locked down in March and April, a lot of companies canceled a lot of orders because they're, they're seeing yep. oh, our stores are closed. We're losing money. We're not going to have yep. a big Halloween because it's a social holiday. People aren't going to be out trick-or-treating. Nobody's going to decorate. Nobody's going to buy candy. So I think both right. of these holidays got cut a lot. And then when the economy started like 
coming up in certain sectors and people kept spending money in J- July, August, September, like, oh crap, there's going to be a holiday. Oh, it was too shit. late. It's too late to go back and buy those trees, buy those ornaments again, because that's a nine month lead time. But yeah. like, I, I think part of it too, is that they cut so many orders, they couldn't get them back and get them manufactured in time. So now they're just, they're just going to sell out on December 15th. There's not going to be any more trees or ornaments or candles, nothing. Yeah. That reminds me of a story from my pr- previous job of somebody was saying, somebody told us, go buy for a, ho- for a particular holiday. Then literally the next day <laughs> it was like, no, y'all need to cancel those orders. Cause we over budget. So you cancel those orders. And then a week later, the person was reading a report and realized we was, we literally were getting nothing in for their holiday. No, y'all need to go buy this. And we're like, no, it's got to be on the water. It's going to be on the water six to nine weeks. You have to order that stuff weeks ago to get it so yeah I, i'm with you probably probably tons of companies probably did that and i know the clothing sector had to do that too on a lot of their um items like they they kind of cut out seasons because nobody was going to be coming to buy them because we were on lockdown for a period yeah we, we had actually a presentation at work with some other companies and uh, i won't give out their little secret sauce but the company did a their presentation. They sell slippers and shirts. That's a hint. <laughs> but they they had a issue with their their physical store locations in the states they were in had the full lockdown. They shut them down. They could, had no business. Their their sales went to zero. So they they canceled a ton of orders for uh, summer and like going into fall. So now mm-hmm. as fall ticked up and even before it got really cold, even a couple months ago. People are staying home, work from home. So their their whole entire categories flipped where dress shirts and jeans and stuff went to like nothing but pajamas and sweatpants and house slippers shot through the damn roof you know everything people are wearing under the camera on zoom went crazy and they, they cannot they're, they're selling like 20 30,000 slippers a week and before that was like their monthly allocation and they're scrambling to like get enough made and they're constantly sold out so for them their slippers and sweatpants are like the toilet paper and paper towels at the grocery store you can't find them so they're, right. they're trying to cancel like $50 million in orders. And now they're trying to go back and buy $80 million of stuff, but people can't make it fast enough. The I, whole, I, the whole sector this year something. is upside down. Yeah. Eric, yeah, you're right. You're right. I want to make something, some kind of app that shows you exactly what the bottom half of that person. Cause I, I can carry <laughs> Cause like I've been doing it myself and it's like, I uh, just can't imagine what people have on under that desk. Just like, the bottom half adder. It just makes something. The, up. the bottom half. I want to see what you get. Cause I, I, cause I, it's more us. It's more us for sure. I, mean, I know women probably do it too, but I know it's probably more us. Like we roll out of bed. It was like, dude, I got these pajama pants on. I'm gonna sit in this chair. I'm gonna type. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna even know. You get a call. You. It's only Nick. It, it's sometimes it's gonna be Nick up. You might not even have a shirt on. Like what the hell? Like, but I know it's more us than women. But I just want to know, like, how many people. <laughs> get on a zoom call and they ain't got no pants on i just i know there's a ton of people that do it well some some people that that work with me they are still interviewing people throughout the year and they've been doing interviews on zoom and hiring people and what's funny is a couple of the interviews they mentioned towards the end of the interview they asked the person to stand up <laughs> so they put them on the spot <laughs> and it, it said like a good percentage are wearing shorts and stuff, but a couple people had the full dress, like tuxedo yeah. thing set up yeah. for the interview, but they check them at the end and make them stand up on the call. I, I can honestly say I, I, I would have been embarrassed. <laughs> like a lot of the time. it's like, Oh, what, what, mm, bro, what do you <laughs> got on? Like, 
because uh, I, I just telling off on myself. I think I had an interview where I I want to say I had on a dress shirt, and then I had on shorts, like your casual outdoor everyday shorts, and some long ass socks. <laughs> And that was it. There you go. And some <laughs> boat like, shoes. You're ready to go for a ride in Monsters. Ready, ready, ready to go, bro. But, you know, they don't tell you to stand up usually, but, you know. But last but not least, we'll, we'll finish this, this beautiful podcast out with something that's probably near and dear to your heart. Well, Alamo, you know, the, or if you don't know what Alamo Draft House is, is, you know, one, probably one of the better movie theaters i've been to i mean and of course i'm a little biased it's here versus you know everywhere else i'm sure california has some nice ones New York probably has some nice ones, but alamo draft house ceo uh sat down and did a podcast too where she talked about the future of theaters and what needs to happen and if it's going to come back that type of thing because out of all like hospitality and entertainment is probably and entertainment is kind of split split between streaming direct to customer or direct to consumer versus the traditional way that we get most of our entertainment, which is in person or at a location. That part of the sector is struggling like hotels, struggling airlines. Originally they, we know they're struggling, but they're going to tell you they've been struggling every year since the beginning of time. So that's a whole different story, but definitely the media that we used to consume, especially in movie theaters, has been just horrible for the theaters. Now, a lot of people will say, don't be sad for them. They got billions of dollars. But, you know, this may be one of those life altering, you know, events of we don't do this anymore. Like there's always this event that happens that we just no longer do it that way anymore. And theaters has been on the cusp of we don't go to theaters, period, anymore. So her her podcast, the podcast she was on, she was talking about like you want movies to be out there. You want you don't want one because that's what we went through this summer. Even though Chris still has not seen this movie, you know, we we really had one movie, Tenet. No spoilers. All spoilers. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you about Tenet right now. We really just had Tenet like all summer. Like that was the only movie to come out in the theaters the entire summer. They had that one homie with where he got mad and chased the people in his car. The one homie. No, what? What are we talking uh, about? It, it came out like the week after Tenet or the week before. Obviously, <laughs> it didn't do well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forget his name right now, but yeah, it was one of those good movies. There's a dude that was in 300. Gerard Butler? Yeah, he was in a movie, but he was like a fat guy stalking some people in his truck. That wasn't a very good movie to begin with. Even without COVID, it wouldn't have done well. Right. And the new, the new Mutants, a 2013 movie, finally came out in 2020. Uh, yeah. I think it made like a million dollars or something total net nationwide. So the stuff is, has been dismal this year, and I, I've been crying about no new movies coming out this year. So it's changed the game up. And I, I didn't read the article, but I don't, I don't, I don't know what if you could share what they think, what they said uh, and ba- and is the future of what they have to do. She, she believes that it's going to come back. Now, the thing is, Alamo is slightly different than AMC and some of the other chains. They, the, the, is I'm gonna akin the Al, like Alamo Draft House and some places like that to um, retail, where you have the big box stores like Walmart, Target, blah, and then you have the hometown mom and pop shops. They have different clientele. They have a different feel. So 
where in the last couple of years, and this has been very like really spot on last couple of years, you have more people shopping local and shopping in these smaller stores versus a bigger box. It's just, it's weird. Cause it went from everything was local. Then everything was big box. Now it's slide, slowly going back to the local. And that's what I can like Alamo draft house and those type of movie theaters too, is you get a different experience there is a different layout. It was a different feel. Yes, it's a movie theater, but they have something that's very different than some of the other in bigger box theaters. So her her thing was, yeah, we, we need to have more movies out. You know, number one, you got to get a schedule, get back to a slate, like an actual movie slate of having stuff that's coming out. People want to know, you know, stuff to build up. Um, I think their business model for the custom style theater probably will be okay. And the reason why I say that, cause they offer a different experience and they offer a different uh, service in certain cases. Like Alamo is like one of the few places I know that has number one, they have the, their own uh, direct to consumer um, app. Anyway, you can watch a movie through their app, just like you would be in a theater. So that's number one. Number two, they also offer the ability to, and I know a lot of other movie theaters have started doing this, allowing you to rent theaters for different things, but Alamo has been doing that for forever, <laughs> for a lot longer than most other places, I, I, I think. Uh, and again, they offer an experience that's slightly different. Like We've talked about this before, how intimate you can get on those couches in there. And those are cool and all, even though I think it's disgusting, but it's still a very good draw for certain people. Like it, the way it feels is very different. So the whole food thing, that was a big yeah. deal because yeah, yes, they, yeah. they did all that before it's been more mainstream now. Right. I, th I still think they do it at some of the best level of other places to try to imitate their service mm -hmm. and the menu. It can be unique. It's changed over the years, the full service bar, the desserts, the, the movie themed, food and how the menu changes for like star wars and mm -hmm. the hobbit blah 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 like they do special things to make you have that special experience that makes you feel connected to this company and just going to see the movie there versus walking into amc seeing a movie and leaving like exactly it just feels like a transactional thing but here it's a nice experience and they give you give you a little bit extra and it's it's more fun for like i think movie fans because they do more than just showing movies and ushering you in and putting you out mm -hmm. and it's, it's, a, it's more fun to see a movie there so it's gonna be sad if some of those clothes, some of those go away and it's not as a common thing to go every week. You know, I was someone that was at that movie theater once a week for a while when I got over yeah. here in Texas. I mean, I wasn't every week. I will, I, I'm with you though, like once a month, maybe twice a month and for sure it was a good movie to come out. I, I mean, that's what I say. I think, I really think when it boils down to it, I believe that like Alamo and that style of theater will still survive. It may be slightly different because at this point, the reason why I know it's not going to go completely away is because people right now are itching so hard to get back out into the world that they will go back to a movie. And Alamo is one of the few places or movies to theaters like that. I think that they could put in place safety protocols and reopen without a problem. Like, they could they could easily put up safety glass between the seats or booth it off to a point where you get in and you're in your booth. <laughs> no, I mean just seriously, yeah, like, yeah, they, they could do something else with yeah. the, with the layout they have. Yeah, their layout is a little bit more configurable versus 
the normal theater that packs like 80 people side by side in a row in in there to sell the most tickets so i mean they can get a, they, there's ways around it but i her her whole point was we got to get back to a you know a normal slate number one because one of her, her biggest point was you know you can't have one movie out and no other movies because the draw is is having that one movie and then an option and then another option for that option and another option. You're gonna have a selection for the whole family. Exactly. So it's like it, with with tenant and tenant only really being in the theaters that hurt. I mean, and, and of course it also was released at the I wouldn't say the height of the pandemic, but more of the part where most people were still. I think most of us were getting off of lockdown that week or the week before that. And a lot that of places were trying to open up. So right. a lot of states were trying to get back to normal. They thought they, as some of the numbers were dropping from, you know, June, July. Mm-hmm. Nope. People were still too worried and not uh, wanting to go back to the theater this soon and have that kind of experience. So it, it had been delayed too many times, lost that, that weekend opening the boom that would have happened with that hype leading up to it with a solid release date after being delayed like uh-huh. six, seven times. So it, it can't uh, be something that's going to be successful, like she said, yeah. without a consistent schedule that you know Wonder Woman's going to come out this day, James Bond coming out the next day, there's going to be some other little kitty movies, family stuff behind it. So there's nothing out there. One movie a month is not enough to support an entire industry or an entire chain of theaters. That That's not going to be a, something normal for a while because companies don't want to put their movies out there to be consistent where they're going to get chump change that they, you know, would have made way more pre-pandemic. So they don't want to just push their movies out there for no reason and lose all this money making a couple million dollars a week when they used to make, you know, 50, 70, hundred million dollars on these openings. Yep. I don't know when the schedule is coming back. And then I'm afraid too, that this is coming up on a one year anniversary pretty soon of, of lockdown happening and these places closing down and losing all this money where they're never going to get back to these pre-pandemic numbers. If they do, it's going to be five, seven years out where you're seeing a billion dollar, you know, movie from Marvel coming out. So I think this Alamo's case specifically, 60, 70 theaters nationwide, a lot of them based in Texas. A lot of those are going to close. There's going to be some, they, they just can't monetarily keep them open. There's no reason to, they're going to, they're going to have to close some of these down. AMC, they're all, every, every chain is going to close a lot of these down. So the whole movie theater industry is going to be shrunk a bunch when this even gets back to some kind of thing of quote unquote normal with weekly releases. So it's going to be tough for the whole industry, but it's going to have to change to where those venues will be those rentals permanently, or just that'll be one of the main draws. Cause even after vaccines, I don't see people getting into a room all wearing a mask and then sitting there watching dude, a movie and having a big weekend. Dude, I don't see it happening. You, you're, you're underestimating the fact that people aren't already in rooms right now. So what, you, what you're failing to realize is there are so many people still going out and doing things and going oh, yeah, to people bars. Are doing and it. People are doing it. So I, I got a feeling that... I, but they're, gonna, honestly, they're not going to go to a movie better. and do it. Let's put a bit on it. The reason why I say you, uh, you're wrong on that point, because I guarantee you as soon as a good movie comes out and there is not not a full lockdown that people go back and go watch movies because just say Wonder Woman. The only reason why Wonder Woman went straight to, and actually Wonder Woman is actually in the theaters, too. Now that I think about it, they're doing a double well, well, release. Yeah, it'll be in theaters, too. So we'll, we'll go back and see how many people actually go. 
to a theater and watch it. And this one, that one is a little hard to gauge because a lot of people have HBO. So it's going to be harder to say they didn't go because well, let's of say, HBO or. Let's say like a big release outside of this year. So when it comes back April, May 2021. Yeah. And they have a solid date. People know where it's going to be. No delays, no BS. And they try to hit this date and make it a big weekend. We'll, we'll see what kind of opening it has comparable to the previous ones. Because I don't think you can compare the, the bar crowd and these people doing these parties and stuff to movies that need like a family of four to go out to with kids and a mom and a dad and everybody. It's not the same crowd of people. There are some of those idiots out there doing that stuff where they're fully on the beach doing things, doing restaurants, not worried about it, socializing with thousands of people in, in a room. That's still happening, but specifically taking everybody out going to the movie, I don't know if that part of the culture will be there because during this time, if you weren't on streaming, you got transitioned to streaming this year. This is the year everybody learned how to stream, how to download stuff, how to do everything online and yeah. be like, okay, I can deck my house out. I don't need to go to theater anymore, even though I'm going to miss it because it was an experience that we can't get at the house unless you're like a millionaire. But it, it's something that I'm not really itching to go back to. And if you're itching, that might be a sign of COVID. So get that checked out. <laughs> no, dude. No, no. I mean, <laughs> that's a new symptom. <laughs> no, nah, uh, they found a new one every day. So, well, let's make know. this bet. If, if Fast and Furious makes um look let's look, say look, if it makes over 100 million opening i will pay for your vaccine how about that i'll give you 100 all right you heard it here first i know <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> free vaccine you heard it here first free free vaccine bro well we'll call it it will end it on another episode thanks for coming to hang out uh we appreciate you listening stay your ass at home stream the movies we'll catch you on another one